Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Your Minnesota Twins are up for the fight, but are the Orioles? Rangers up 2-0. Let's get it. Players only. Players only. Exclusive. Exclusive. My Rangers? Oh. The Talking Baseball Exclusive. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented to you by SeatGeek. Make sure you are downloading SeatGeek. Go to one of these playoff games. Go to a foosball game. Go to NBA's getting in gear. Go to a concert. And with code JOHNBOYPLAYOFFS, you'll save 10% off your order, whether you're a first-time buyer or not. So... I don't care if you already have SeatGeek. If you don't have SeatGeek, get on there and use code JOHNBOYPLAYOFFS. Save yourself 10%. Um, They rate tickets every time. 0 to 10. Green means good. 10. Ploof. Rolls-Royce. Red. Bad. Storielli. Orioles. Download the app. Code JOHNBOYPOSTSEASON. 10% off. Click the link. Trev Ploof out in Calabasas. It's Sunday. You've had a day. We've all had a day. How you doing, big dog? Big sports day over here. Big sports day. Two playoff games, a Rams game. Um, kind of did it all day. I've had a great one. Uh, excited to talk ball with you guys, though. Mm. Um, you had a big week. I don't think the Orioles are bad. Okay? I think Texas is just getting hot at the right time. Holy shnikes. No, no, it's it's been a good week for me, a good week for baseball, everything. I thought the games were great today, both of them, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, at one point, I think it's 9-3 in that Birds game. So they, they show some fight, and you, you start doing all the, you know, hopefully things matter later. The Henderson homer uh, Hicks puts up a big day after we come to find out. Um he might have been the guy that left Gunner out to dry in that first game. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I You know, there's been a lot of chatter here and just within the office recently, like five games for these DSs. I don't know. With the current wild card, we're going to have to deal with that in the offseason. Uh, and maybe we'll talk to our guy, Raul and Morgan Sword, our rules experts. Uh, that was an electric episode last year. But this is what we've got. And Texas goes up 2-0. Minnesota. How about it, Trev? Um, I mean, we might as well get into it, right? That's why we're here. Please burn, baby, burn. Mm. I can't wait to dive in. Mm. The Orioles would need some performance enhancers with Grayrod taking the mound against the Tejas Rangers and Jordan Belfort Montgomery would hope to be the Wolf of Camden and walk away with two Rangers road wins in Baltimore. Bottom one, this Hicks, this Hicks. Unstoppable. Two RBI, let's go, Birds. Only problem, Texas would put up the next nine. How are your catchers and outfielders? Tavares and Garcia RBI hits. Heim, and how about... Trev, your fingerprints are over this series. Mitch Garver with the grand salami. It's 9-2, Texas. Hey, the birds fought after that. We saw Mateo have a big day at the dish. Mountcastle, Henderson, Hicks with the three-run yacker in the ninth. But it is not enough. The Texas Rangers hold on. They win 11-8. Monty to Bradford for 3.2. Spores, Burke, and LeClerc rings. Texas is going back home with a two-to-nothing lead over the Baltimore Orioles. I missed the first part. You went over my head. You said Gray Rod needed performance enhancers. That was awesome. I missed it. I knew you'd like that. I know you like when I twist the knife with our guy who did cheat the game. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit you did. People say I'm too positive on this show. There's some people I'm not positive about. Yeah. You got to, you know what? It takes, it takes very little to be on your meh side. It takes a lot to be on your not like side. And for those people, you give it, 
you give it over there. Um, but that's not what this is about, Trev, because this is about your former organization, the Texas Rangers, taking a 2-0 lead. And I, I guess the only thing I'll tee up for you, and this is more series-wise um, than individual game, I've hinted at it a couple times. I've said it that, like, Texas has been giving me a little bit of AL Philly vibes. I, I said it with every Philly series last year, and I ended up being the Antonio Banderas gif, the, where he's got the cup, coffee, and he's leaning back laughing. That the Phillies last year, in almost every matchup, they were, there was better defense, there was better bullpens, there was better base running, but they mashed and that's what the Texas Rangers are doing. They put up nine in the first three innings. Trev, it's, you win a lot of games that way. Look, this team, when it gets right, is perfect for the postseason because of what they've shown during the regular season. We've talked about it before. They're streaky. They've, they've, they're able to run off long streaks, long win streaks. They're also able to put 11 spots on the board. They're able to do all these things that mask some of their faults like the bullpen shout out to our guy bradford that came in today for the rangers goes three and two thirds three hits four kicks no no runs no walks in a game where they're gonna have to navigate five innings with their bullpen with the texas rangers bullpen that everybody knows the statistics how bad they were he comes he takes three of them on his own excuse me three and two thirds of them on his own i that's Nice homer, Mitch Garver. Nice five spot in the second. That's probably one of the biggest things of the series, if not, or of the game, if not the whole series right there, what Bradford did. I mean, we've talked so much about this Rangers bullpen during the year. We've we've talked about it as a potential Achilles heel coming in the playoffs. We've done the whole dance with like, hey, you know, we've seen teams survive it. And yeah, that Bradford effort, man, uh, especially... With where the game ends up, Trevor. I mean, it, it ends up being a three-run game. Um, you know, the, you get the Hicks homer late. Uh, the birds fight a little bit. That Yeah, if that 3.2 goes the way it did for the rest of the bullpen, we could be talking about the crazy playoff game that this postseason has been looking for. But Bradford, you know, Monty's final line, four innings, four earned, nine hits. Uh, like, if you told Baltimore fans that before the game, I think they'd be fist pumping. But if you told them about Bradford's 3.2 shutty, uh, the lefty, 25-year-old Cody Bradford, he deserves to have his whole name shouted out, um, 51 pitches out of the pen, and it's um, monumental for this game and p- potentially and probably at this point the series. You have two no, and you're going or two zero, and you're going back home, and they're going to win this series. Statistically speaking, I mean, I don't know what it is. I actually heard it shouted out on some broadcast. It's it's very difficult to lose when you go up two zero in a five game set, and you're playing the next two at home. So uh, the Rangers are obviously in the driver's seat. They got to Grayson Rodriguez, who we just we were looking at the his pitches through seventy five percent four seamers on the season. Jake, he's Right at 50% with that. So I don't know if that was a, a game plan thing. I don't know if he had no feel for anything else. Uh, but I don't think just Beavs, check if you can get some team statistics on fastballs. I don't think that's a weakness of the Rangers. I think that was more of a feel thing for him. And if you're going to go attack them like that, you're going to have some big swings and big innings like that. And I guess none, no other swing was as big as my guy. Mitch Garver, who, how many homers were there in left field? I think there's only 30 homers total hit mm. in left field at Cannon Yards all year long. He had a no doubter. Ain't no doubt in that one. And the beautiful facility that is Camden Yards, uh, you know, having a couple moments, and even in that in that ninth inning, and I've always wondered for Orioles fans, you know, this fence goes up. And it also kind of comes with the new wave of Baltimore, right? Like Adley gets called up last year. We're starting to win a lot of games. This year is amazing. A a 100-win team, Baltimore Oriole team. Like, you're probably a big fan of that wall, right? I'm assuming right now I'm not a Birds fan. In that ninth inning, Aaron Hicks goes yard. Three-run homer. Okay, there's one out. We, we We have a sliver of hope to potentially 
rock this series and save our season and all of that. The next batter, it goes 3-0 to O'Hearn, takes a fastball, 3-1. He drives one, opposite field, big lefty. He's been so good for him this year. At a lot of ballparks, that would have been back-to-back homers. The place would be going bananas. Instead, it's a fly ball out. Evan Carter learning the outfield on the fly. Just did everything he could to make sure it ended up in his mitt. And uh, so I don't know. Like I, I remember when that wall first came out, we were pretty hissy at it. I, I doubt from these two games, that's Baltimore Orioles fans' takeaways. I guess as a sidebar, I'm just curious like where Orioles fans are with it because <laughs> it makes it a different game. And that's why... You know, for all the talk about, we've joked about Baltimore bringing in starting pitching, and maybe they will in future years and all that. I think the reason they saw Heaney in game one was because he was lefty. I think it was the reason Bochy was excited to go to Monty in game two, because not only did that affect Baltimore's lineup, but it affects the game. 33 homers over the left field wall at Camden Yards this year. 33, uh, by far the fewest uh, in the big leagues. <laughs> in the left field section of a field. Mm. So um, Mitch Garver had no problem with it, though. Decided just to go no doubter on us. A couple plays that we could talk about. This is kind of like silly, you know, hindsight talk, but like that's kind of what we do here. Score ends up 11 to 8. You have the Grayson Rodriguez, uh, Mitch Garver again, swinging bunt, weird kind of cue ball. Takes him into foul territory. He has no lane to throw to first base. Kind of lollipops it over because he didn't want to like, you know, make a throwing error and 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 make things even worse. Um, but you know, that's a play that needs to be made. Now, how could it have been made? A couple things. Uh, I think uh, Mount Castle at that point. You know, when you get a um, when you get a ball that's bunted like in that area or the, up the third baseline in you change your feet now your left foot is now on the base and you kind of square up to the play every other time when it's just a ground ball to third base ground ball to short second base your right foot is on the base and you're going out stretching those balls you square up so you put your left foot on the base and you square up to the play he did that and he played a, f- a phenomenal yeah. game over there i'm not like trying to take away from him I'm just we're just going over baseball plays here people when you see your guy have to bust it into foul territory you got to go on the other side of the base and try to give him a lane to throw. And if he did that, the ball is so much faster than the runner. You only need a split second. Right. Like you need to get over there and let him just hammer the ball to you. That's an out. That's one run. Now it's 11, uh, 10 to 8. Mateo in the ninth inning. Simeon ground ball. Bait, uh, infield in. Has to play at home. Bobbles it. Takes that out at first instead of getting the uh, run at home. That's another run. Now we're looking at 9 to 8. It's a completely different feeling you don't need a bloop and a blast or two bloops and a blast you just need a blast against a bullpen that struggles uh so like you know you go back to all these different things but in the end it's just like you know don't give up 11 runs i guess yeah i mean it's it's tough at the end of the day i mean grayson's line 1.25 earned and you want to see duality of man i mean him him getting the punch out in the first inning, and he's he's all sorts of hyped up. And then in the second inning, after the lollipop throw, looking around like, where where am I right now? Like, <laughs> the game starts moving quick. Um, man, and the these two offenses, and I'm, it's not over for Baltimore. I I I want that out there. I it, it's obviously a big hill to climb, and this Texas team looks looks diffy and. That's Honest, Mount Everest, bro. Not a hill. You want to you want to talk about what scares me the most, uh, Trev? On you know, machissimo, something this show is number one in the world in. Five walks to Seager. Yeah, like that's. I mean, good for good for him. I don't love that, man. Like, if I'm gonna lose a playoff game, eleven eight, and I walk your best hitter five times, that doesn't feel right to me. Um. Unfortunately Playoff for record. us, Robbie Grossman was taken out of the three hole <laughs> and they had put Mitch Garver in there. Who goes two for six with five RBI. Um, I mean, that thing that probably had something to do with it a little bit. You know, it's like, hey, let's, let's not 
let this guy beat us. Let's let Mitch Garver do his thing. He ended up doing his thing. Right. You got to give credit to Mitch Garver. But I don't, I don't hate not letting. I wish the Twins would walk Jordan Alvarez every single at bat. I really do. It's a bad man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's more of a tip of the cap to Corey Seager right there. Yeah, but if you're tipping the cap and you're getting beat, <laughs> it's just like, all right. Um, man, so I, I, I don't know. Uh, the Rangers lineup, Leody Tavares scores three runs. Uh, there's your nine-hole hitter. Uh, Carter actually doesn't get slid up. or in, Yeah, he stays in that five spot, but his postseason still looks good. And like we said, Corey Bradford, I mean, uh, 3.2 innings, 50, 51 bullets out of the pen. And yeah, if, if his line, and we said this about the first game too, Trev, and that's, I guess I'm, I'm putting that in now a more hope bucket. If Corey, or if Bradford's line, Cody Bradford's line says 3.2, one earned, or 3.2, two earned, and those couple plays Baltimore did not make the Mateo play. Um, this, this game is there. This game is there. And that's what we're saying about the first game where they had a couple opportunities. Texas makes the double play. Uh, Heim throws out Gunner, which we come to find out in the presser uh, this morning that it was Hicksy, midseason acquisition, that missed the sign, um, who ends up having a massive day today. Um, I don't know. Texas Texas's lineup looks phenomenal. Top to bottom, there's no easy outs. Um, it's a daunting task, and I, I don't know if it's time to segue out. I, I guess, what, what else do you have from this game? Everyone says good pitching will beat good hitting, except when you have a lineup full of guys that are on. Yeah. The relentlessness of that. <clears throat> if you have a team that's kind of firing – you know that, okay, like, I got this guy, but then who's coming up? Oh, and then who's coming up? And then, oh, it's when you have, as a pitcher, and Lord knows I wasn't one, mm. thank goodness. Gosh, that would be horrible if I was a pitcher. Um, When you have to go through a lineup like this, and, and there's just no, like you said just right there, there's no easy out, so there's no just, I can count on this guy being an out. When, they're, when the Rangers are feeling this good, just makes it, Really, really difficult. So, you said Baltimore's not done, but it's going to be going to be daunting because this Texas Rangers team is going to score runs at home. They're going to be energized. The crowd's going to be nuts. I mean, they are. They're surprising a lot of people. I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of. I, I, I don't want to keep comparing them to the Phillies because they're their own team and. The Phillies are still doing their own thing, but this team will just maul you to death. This is an 11 spot. They gave up eight. <laughs> like, you know, this it's not necessarily pretty, uh, but 11 will get it done a lot of the time. And if you are the Baltimore Orioles, Cedric Mullins, 0 for 5. He's got a big 0 for streak going. His la any of his last splits you bring up are tough. They face the two lefties to start this series. Uh, they'll be running into Evaldi at home, which, I mean, bless your heart with that. Texas boy in Texas, a guy who's got his playoff scars. It, it's, it's an extremely daunting task. Uh, I guess what I'll say is Baltimore could have won the first game. I don't know if you can say Baltimore could have won this game. Like, Texas did their thing. They they ended up making it half closer than it felt. If you win game three, the pressure does flip. Because if you're playing that fourth game in Texas, yes, dude, if you're playing that fourth... I don't think so, If bro. you're playing that fourth you game... You win two in, games in Texas, the pressure flips, sure. No. It, if you're playing that fourth game in Texas, and they know... If they don't win this game, you have to go back to Baltimore. Not they, saying where they just won two games. Not saying it's a house of horror, but the fact that you you're kind of letting them off the rope. Like disagree. I okay. think that you okay. know the Rangers are very very confident, and I don't think if they some if they lose game three, they're they're going to feel the exact same way about game four. They got to win one out of the next three games. 
that's a great feeling to have. Eovaldi on the mound going up against Dean Kramer, like they're hot, Pop. They're hot. What are you gonna say? Uh I guess any Baltimore con like are you pointing to youth or anything? It is is this should we be giving more love to Texas or should we give it, be giving Baltimore a little more of a like? Well, no. look, I mean, <clears throat> I think the Dodgers are probably going to be in the same situation tomorrow. You and you're relying on a young pitcher, a rookie to yeah. kind of like get you back into, you know, a playoff series. That's all difficult. No matter how good a guy has looked during the regular season, these are young men who, you know, look, haven't been in the postseason and it, it can get the adrenaline can be kicking and things can feel a little bit different. I mean, we, uh, we're we going to get to the Twins game, but their veterans showed up today. Got Carlos Correa, who is, I think, is third now in postseason RB, uh, or RBS in postseason yeah. history. Like, he showed up because he's been there. It's not, it doesn't affect guys that have been there so often like it does the young guys. So, I'm not saying it's all like that, but you can bet that, yeah, postseason's a different animal. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see, and you know, a little Captain Obvious here, but how the Orioles come out in Texas. Are are we going to see them, you know, kind of remember your zombie Mariners? Like, hey, dead man walking, like, let's play with our hair on fire. We, we put ourselves in as tough a position we have. Like, screw it. Let's go mess around and go nuts. Or are we going to see them, like, you know, if Texas, if those bats start going, I mean, that's going to be a yeah. little bit of... If you if you score, let the Rangers score first, and Yovaldi starts to settle in, then it's good night. Yeah. So you got to get out there and try to, you know, put some runs across early. Why does everyone say play with your hair on fire? Brandon Hyde actually said that after the game today. Why? Um, you There's got to be an origin to that, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's got to be an old, like, battle thing or something. Right? You wouldn't play well if your hair was on fire, I don't think. You'd play out of control. I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> sounds like not a great saying. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. Hair on fire. Um, like those people that do those, like, uh, shots where you like, light the top of them and they catch their face on fire. Never understood that. Don't think you'd what be are playing we doing? great baseball if that happened. We don't need we don't need fire and booze. Um, I've done that before. Flaming Dr. Pepper. I mean, I've obviously done it, but like they're delicious. That's <laughs> how so they get you ads. And um Trev, that was the Hello Fresh game of the day. Um it's been a crazy schedule this postseason, and man, a crazy schedule can make it easy to fall back into your dinner time recipe rut. You know, you only got one or two things up your sleeve. You end up falling into it. You end up having kind of dreary days. Sun could be out and you're still feeling a little dreary. Hello Fresh. They have so many in-season ingredients. You'll taste all the freshness of fall in every bite of Hello Fresh's chef-crafted recipes. Produce travels from the farm to your door for peak ripeness that you can taste They've got a bunch of easy options, including their 15-minute meals. Uh, this isn't just put it in the microwave, two minutes, and forget. No, they're sending you fresh stuff. You're, you're going to cook it. You're going to make a nice product. So if you're into that, go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Talking. Use code 50Talking. Get 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50Talking. And start using America's number one meal kit today. Check out the link in the description. Uh, anything you want to close off with Texas Baltimore, Trev? Uh, did Beavers ever find out the Rangers mm. against fastball statistics? Uh, I did not find anything there. I'm not, that, that, that's a stat I'm not great at finding. Team, the team stuff against specific okay. pitchers. Let us I'm know. Hair on, yeah, hair on Your fire? Hair on fire. It, it looks like it, it, it originates from like a Navy phrase so we have that um mm. around the turn of the century i think that got popular mm. let's move on i think from that one okay yeah okay let's play excited orioles and enthusiastic let's go. ball orioles let's go yeah i want to see it i would love to see them make it a, hey give me a percent get it back to baltimore give me a, give me a percentage back. give me a percentage 
I'm so bad at percentages. I know Chris Rose are. asks me that all the time. And I say one of them that I think is like right. And people are like, what though? You've had a couple disasters on this show. You you said the like, like when the Padres top four were gonna homer every time. Like sometimes the numbers get a little jumbled up there. I get a little little wild. Uh percentage that they're gonna bring it back to Baltimore? Very little. I don't know. Uh five percent. Is that too much? Okay. Too no. Little? I don't know. I think that's in the realm. Mm-hmm. Like more than more than ten probably would have been like irresponsible. I'll go yeah. um Unless you like full believe in them. If Baltimore wins game three, I have it going back to Baltimore. Like if they get the first one in Texas, I'm getting both. Okay. I mean, dude, I'm I, I'm not rooting against Baltimore. I'm I know not you rooting are. I know for you are. Texas. I just you lose two games at home and you're going into the Lions den with Nathan Eovaldi on the mound in an offense that's hot. I don't know, man. It's a daunting task. You better light your hair on fire. Yeah, that's all we do at this on this show. Freak. Should we talk about America's team? Please. Minnesota would need their new ace, Pablo Sanchez Lopez, to become a backyard baseball legend. Meanwhile, there'd be a Framber alert in Houston as they're searching for their 2023 trip to the ALCS. Carlos strikes one to the Correa RBI double. Big for both sides that he does it. one nothing. Minnesota. The farmer in the dough. The farmer in the dough. Hi-ho the Dario. The farmer hit the ball. Kyle Farmer. Two-run homer. Trev's guy guy. Correa again. With the two RBI single, and just like that, woo-hoo, 5-0 Minnesota. Edouard Julien with the RBI single. It is 7-0 Minnesota. Jordan goes goes yard, and that's obvious. But that's it, Trev, because Pablo Lopez, seven innings shutout to your guy, Brock Stewart, and then Duran Duran. The Minnesota Twins take game two in Houston. Trevor, talk to me. You got to, like, I know that I'm supposed to be objective on this show, but you got to let me, like, have this a little bit, man. I saw something today that really made me upset. Uh, The guys from uh, uh, Barbecue Baseball. I'm messing that up. You guys know yeah. what I'm talking about. Uh, they wrote an article about the Twins and how like they're they led the league in strikeouts this year and their ranks from like 2011 to 2017, which is exactly when I was on the Twins. It was all 30th mm. in the big league. So excuse me if I'm fired up for my boys because they got a guy like Pablo Lopez on the mound shoving and doing it and not even tiring out, throwing over 100 pitches against an Astros offense that scares every single pitcher in the big leagues. Every single one is terrified of the Houston Astros, Mm. especially down in Houston. I don't care what their home record was this year. Don't put that in the comments. They are terrifying. And Pablo Lopez went in there and did his thing. Top of the zone four seam, slider down in the zone, hammering the freaking off speed when he needed it. It was about as good of a pitching performance as you could ask for. And the Twins need it. They got a great bullpen, a great bullpen. But you gotta, you gotta have an effort like this from your ace every once in a while, especially against the Astros. He did it. It was incredible. He kept Jordan at bay, which is wild to me that we even pitched to him but they got i think he struck out twice against lopez if i'm not mistaken got nasty on him too so to me the story of the game is is lopez and shout out my boy farmer and shout out i mean correa had an unbelievable at bat there against framber an unbelievable he ended his night with that single up the middle uh but this was about lopez man and it really i actually put this tweet out uh it was the veterans with the twins guys that 
have been there and done that. Carlos Correa, like I mentioned earlier in the show, I think he's third now time, all time postseason RBI behind Bernie Williams and who? Somebody. Somebody really good. Bernie Williams twice. Maybe. Um, it was a answering bounce back performance for the twins that they desperately needed. And uh, I mean, you talk about momentum shifting. Now they go home to Minnesota, which where we saw that crowd show up in the wild card. They get to go home now to three games set, a best of three, and you get the first two at home. And you got Sonny Gray on the freaking mound. Like it's, it's a good day to be a Twins fan. Nobody's over, like, I'm, I'm not like overly optimistic about anything because I know what these Astros can do, but the boys showed up today, man. Like they showed a lot of fight. There's a bunch of different things. I definitely like want to hear what you say about it. And then I kind of want to get more into the nitty gritty of the game, but sheesh. I was excited today. Had to win this game. I mean, no, yes. no middle area. You, Whatever percentage I would give on Baltimore being able to bring it back to Game Five, I'm I'm you know probably between five ten percent. Like you know, Texas looks great. If Minnesota lost this game to Houston, I I would have been less than that. I, I would have been a two or a one. Like I and that's that's less it. That's less at the good More people of Minnesota. That's seeing what these guys have done. They've gone to the ALCS the past six seasons. You've heard that a lot on this show for a reason. Uh, Pablo Lopez with a big boy start, and I, you know, this is a little bit of podcast jokey humor, but uh, today they won the trade, man. (laughs) I know it's going down as the most fair trade of all time, but when you have Eddie Julian (laughs) to come up and do what he's done, you needed this guy. You needed yes. this guy during the Ploof years. You needed this guy now. And I don't know how we're doing pitcher war. Pablo Lopez, 3.3, that's off. Uh, that's just off. Second in the AL and strikeouts. I don't understand that either. Nobody I don't does, because it's all, all fake. And every team has their own, and we could make up our own and get a front office job tomorrow if we wanted. Here's my analytics. Pablo Lopez, really good. Um, and he had a couple... <sighs> How about this, Trev? We're athlete to athlete for a second. Yeah, let's do it. Pablo Lopez is a guy. Like, he, you know, he gets called up by the Marlins. He's really good. He gets traded to Minnesota to kind of be more of the guy. He is the guy. Everyone that talks about him is, he says he's this world class human. I think he's like, aren't both his parents doctors? And like, every team he's bought. Very smart. Isn't his nickname like the professor or something like that? Like, he's, he's got some shit like that. Um, like you said with Houston, I don't want to say all that goes out the window with Houston, but I don't know, man. You step up in Houston, the team that has all those bad guys. Jose Altuve, I dare you to put that first pitch over the plate. Jordan, Bregman, the whole lineup. Like, you saw it in his fist pump. He struck out Jordan in the sixth inning, and he, it was a nasty changeup, man. It was, he went first pitch curveball, all fastballs, 3-2 count, nasty, perfect changeup away, and he gave himself a little fist pump, like, yeah, I am that guy. And then he turned back to the catcher and gave him the love because he was like, that was a great pitch call. Um, Confidence is a very real thing. You talk about it with players, whether it's getting the bag or getting married or having a kid and stuff like that. I I do think that stuff matters. Um, Like, I might be buying Pablo Lopez Cy Young stock next year because I think... The confidence meter just went to a new level. And if this series goes five, he's going to be ready, which that's an interesting dynamic. And Trevor, this got brought up by Fayou, all JM team uh, Fayou. He was like, hey, next game is Sonny Gray at home. The Twins are going to be favorites. Uh, Javier has not been the Christian Javier he was last year. Like, Minnesota has now... They did their job. They took one in Houston. That's what we, you hear that basketball, baseball, whatever it is. Um, and I, I guess the only other thing I'd, I'd say, I mean, dude, Correa obviously being Correa and the fact that he comes from that team and the personality he is, that's a layer, a bubble layer over this. And your guy, Kyle Farmer, who you've been on all year, lefty platoon dude, uh, first pitch heater makes it three nothing. That when Pablo Lopez is throwing the way he's throwing, that's how you win game two. 
Yeah, I mean, it's an incredible swing by uh, Kyle there. Uh, I guess, you know, I mean, Framber is just, you let him settle in and bad things happen to you usually. Kyle didn't let him settle in. And then, yes, Correa, to me, Correa, and I've talked about this on the show, it's like he's been such a positive influence on that clubhouse. And especially when you get into the playoffs like this, I mean, the guy, how many times have we got to talk about it? His playoff prowess. He's been there, done that. He can explain to guys how to prepare, what's different. Uh, what do you have to do to be successful? How do you lower your heart rate? How do you take deep breaths in these moments? How do you not get thrown out of games when you're mad at the umpire? Because Carlos is mad at the umpire tonight. But his a bat against Framber there. Uh, Framber just continuously going at sinker down, sinker down, sinker down. It is not easy to lift that pitch. Okay? And, and he had a line drive with it. But that pitch was down in a way. A lot of people who don't have that ability to slow everything down and understand the situation will get too big on that pitch or try to do something different with it and rolled over to the short stuff. And instead you have Carlos Correa who like, he's just stoic out there. He's a good ball player. He knows it. He works hard. So he's confident in his ability, a, a great at bat. He made some incredible plays there at the end. Shout out not only to him in the ninth inning for making those plays, but Alex Kirilov at first base dancing around, yeah. uh, helping him out a lot. That was pretty special to see. Uh, I'll say this about the Twins. They have been horrendous with runners in scoring position this entire postseason. They've won three out of four games. I don't know. I, it's either got to turn around and they're about to get scorching hot and hit a bunch, or they're going to have to keep figuring out stuff like this and you know maybe hitting some homers. and. I I'm confident in this team. I really am Um, still scared of the Astros. I think that uh, the Astros don't care that they lost this game, like at all. They're going to go in there. They don't care that Sonny Gray is on the mound. They don't, they don't care whoever's on the mound. They, they're a team that's just going to show up and handle their business. Um, But the twins, I think showed something tonight that I don't know. A lot of people thought they had in them. How about that? Um, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, it's a matter of phrasing there. I, I don't think anyone could say confidently that they thought the twins had him. I, I think we Pablo going seven against that team and then being able to get the big hit, make some big plays. I mean, I don't know. It's just, you spoke on it. The Astros are a different in the postseason. The Astros are top dog, bro. They are over any other team. The Braves. Yes. Sorry. Great. Great regular season. Braves. Nice world series. Dodgers, whatever. It's, it's the Astros. In the playoffs, it is since 2017. What they've won two, they've won two, and they've been there. They've been in the ALCS every single time, every year, every year. Um, Do you think we were talking about this on the live stream? And just a reminder on our Jam Baseball channel, we're we're going live pretty much every night. There's playoff baseball on. I where I think we're going at six tomorrow because every everyone's jazzed up for Phillies Braves. That it's just like you're a dog, bro. You're a dog. Let's let's just do it. Um, everyone's excited for that. Uh, we were talking about, do you think top five Framber clearly didn't have his a stuff. Um, and who knows again, twins were putting some good ABs together and Framber. You also never know because he's also always one pitch away from a double play. It feels like, and he, he even got a couple of those today. Top five Framber, not with his a stuff. Michael A. Taylor single. Donnie Barrel single. Polanco, sack bunt, or he was trying to sneak bunt. He also had a very loud foul ball before that. Uh, walks Royce Lewis on five pitches, mm-hmm. and then Correa's coming up. We were talking, a little surprised the bullpen didn't come out earlier. Coming off a day where they didn't burn the bullpen, and before an off day, um, and I don't know that there's a little bit of Dusty believing in Framber Valdez because why wouldn't you? Um, but it also it's it felt it feels like the playoff intensity has turned up with bullpen moves and everything. And I don't know that definitely felt like a moment that if you keep it at three in that ballpark, it's always going to feel on the table. Um, and then you leave him in uh, for Correa two RBI single that makes it five. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely – I think Maton was up and, and yeah. ready to come in the game. It's definitely something to talk about and kind of 
Monday morning quarterback, the situation, I guess that Framber Valdez is your guy. He's your yeah. best pitcher on your team. Best pitcher on your team. And kind of like, what does it tell him or what does it say to your team if you're taking him out when, you know, it's the fifth inning and you got Carlos Correa up and you can get a double play. And I don't know. I just think that Dusty trusted his guy at that time. And Carlos made a great swing. I don't think I, sure, you could have brought somebody in. Sure. But I, I don't think they're I don't think that was a bad decision leaving Framber in there. I think that he got beat by Carlos and a lot of other times he wins that battle. So definitely going to be questioned, but I don't have that big of a problem with it, I don't think. Okay. It's like his stuff was bad. I know the walks, the walk to Lewis, but that was kind of like he wasn't even trying. He had an open base. Yeah, I think at that point on. he's trying to set up the double play because Correa is a decent candidate for that. He can't run. But I mean, you saw him get thrown out. I said that, that, said that the other day. He yelled at me. Uh, Framber's final line, 4.17 hits, three walks. I mean, that's I, – I think it, saying he didn't have his A stuff is fair, but yeah, I, I yeah. get it. I mean, he yeah. – you know, he – he uh he got a double play ball to pitch the batter before that. He had another double play ball that they couldn't turn. So like he's um he's always he's always available for that. Um That was a really funny moment though, because AJ Prasinski was just adamant that Jorge Polanco's never gonna bunt, that Rocco Baldoni would never bunt. And then it was not a sack bunt. Yes, he was trying to bunt for yeah. a base hit right there. Although on the replay, it looked like Bregman wasn't like back. He didn't like scoop back. He was even with the base, it looked like. Uh, so it's kind of one of those things as a hitter, you see him move back and you're like, hey, man, like I can get runners in scoring position here. And the, at the worst, at the worst, it's going to be a sack button. I move the runners. At the best, we're going to have bases loaded with Royce Lewis coming up who hits grand slams every time the bases are loaded. So I don't mind the play from Polanco. I thought that was really funny, though, that AJ got, got like that. And then also, I want to make this point real quick before I forget. Adam Wainwright, I believe it was Montero, goes up and in on Jeffers and nails him. First pitch, maybe. He goes, you know, as a pitcher, sometimes with that base open, you want to go in. You just know you don't want to miss over the plate. If you hit him, it's fine. And you know what? Yeah. I've been telling people that pitchers don't care about hitters' health and safety, and Adam Wainwright on national TV just said that. I mean, it's confirmed. You, I actually think Wainwright's – He's good. He's he'll be really good. He needs some reps, but I I heard that way now. And as the protector of hitters yeah. on X and in the broadcast booth, that's not going to slide by me, bro. Yeah, Wayno's Wayno's eighty six, a little tougher than Montero's ninety six. Up up by your wrists. Uh, I want to hit a Houston thing while complimenting Pablo a little bit again. One. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, historic, and I, I know we try to, on a night the ball wasn't traveling, roof open at Minute Maid. Yeah. Ball, League decision. Ball wasn't traveling as much. Uh, Jordan finds a way uh, opposite Against field. Brock Stewart, who is a filth master. 0.65 ERA during the regular season. No, no problem here, champ. Um, Jordan's a sicko. Speaking of sickos, here we are, game two, Houston Astros. Minnesota gets their one on the board in the first. Carlos Correa, hell yeah. Go Twins, go. Uh, all right, Pablo, go get go get these guys. It's going to be tough, man. You know, just don't give up a home run to Altuve. The perfect bunt. The perfect bunt. That, Trev, I talked about this with believing in games having different paths. You know, we talked about the James Outman ball that hit his glove. If Pablo doesn't turn the screws on that inning, this game goes completely different because that's that's Houston, man. That's Altuve saying, you're going to give me a free base. I'll, I'll take that. Strikes out Bregman, gets Jordan uh, to fly out on a scary ball that it looked like he got all of it. He got a little jammed on, and then he gets Tucker. That, that, that felt like it changed the whole momentum of the game where it was a huge win for Houston like instant base runner, hello, we're here, to stranded him, and you actually didn't have a Altuve swinging for the fence. I'm actually glad you brought that up because I'd forgotten about that. Um, Altuve is 
a ball player <laughs> in like the nicest, most impactful way you can say that word. He's just a ball player. I, I mean, I've played many games at third base with him hitting. And if you move down the line, he's going to hit one in the hole. And if you move over to the hole, he's going to hit one on the line. If you move back, he's going to bunt on you. If you move up, he's going to hit a double by you. It is very difficult to defend Jose Altuve. And I'm, I'm serious about that. I'm not just like making this shit up. Like he really has that wizardry, you know, where he can kind of direct the ball where he wants to go. Not many people can do that. Jose Altuve can do that. And the fact that he goes, Yaya first pitch against Bailey Ober. I believe Pablo threw him a change at first pitch just so he was like, I'm not going to do that again. And then sees Farmer back there and says, you know what? Instead of the homer, I'll just bunt and get on for my MVP teammates behind me. And he's he can really do it all, man. I I, I love, love watching Jose Altuve play baseball. And just a reminder, like Jose Altuve, 33 this year, 32 last year. The last 231 regular season games, he's also done a lot of good stuff in the postseason. 304, 390 on base, a 918 OPS. Like he's he's still in his prime. He's outdoing his career numbers. Some of those are cooked from some early years where he was figuring it out, but like what he's doing is insane. Insane. Is he going to be a Hall of Fame? I think, well, we don't know what other tricks Manfred's going to pull out on. What does that mean? Like, their punishment. Like, he's already come out and said he wished he punished Houston differently. Like, you know. He we, did not. Altuve didn't do it, though. Let's save. Let's table all of that for the offseason. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. I. Everything else aside from what I've seen this guy do on a baseball field in his career, I'm not necessarily the smallest tall guy. I think Jose Altuve should be a Hall of Famer. Um, let's see what he does with the rest of his career. Can I just read some stuff just Please. real quick because I want to give him a shout. Eight-time All-Star. He's got an MVP in the bag. I understand that you might feel differently about that. Anyways, MVP in the bag, eight-time All-Star. Two World Series, six Silver Sluggers, a Gold Glove, won the batting title three times, two-time Major League Player of the Year, ALCS MVP. He's got over 2,000 career hits. He's got a 49.3 career war. He's got 209 homers, 293 stolen bases. This guy's a Hall of Famer, bro. I'm sorry. If that's not a Hall of Famer, I don't know what the fuck a Hall of Famer is. The Hall of Fame's mission is to preserve the sport's history, honor excellence within the game, and make connection between the generations of people who enjoy baseball. No way you can do that without Jose Altuve, but there's also no way you can do that with a group of other guys who are currently in the Hall. So that's that's more so my hesitation than anything else. Um, <laughs> twins beat the Astros. <laughs> Go Twins! Go Twins. Trav, let's, let's talk about tomorrow just a little bit, and it's brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. You know the playoffs are underway. We just talked about it for a while. If you bet $5 on baseball, you will get $200 instantly in bonus bets. What are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TALKING. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TALKING. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsible on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus ages vary by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. CDKNG.co slash baseball for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Um, any final... Twins Houston stuff. Excited for Tuesday flying in. I would love to fly in. I, I got to get to a game. Um, I probably won't do a Twins playoff game unless I get to the CS. Um, I just don't have it booked yet. Um, so, hey, guys, go win so I can come to the CS. Boom. See you in Baltimore. Um, Phillies. Braves tomorrow. Uh, I think we we've teed that up pretty good. That seems to be the matchup everyone's most excited for. Braves putting their magical Freed Nola, uh, Freed Wheeler, Freed Wheeler. That's right, Freed, Freed Wheeler, Wheeler. Man, I Woo. mean that's 
it's everything you want. These two teams, uh, Atlanta with their backs up against the wall. Great pitching matchups tomorrow. Freed Wheeler, Bobby Miller, Zach Gallen. I mean, the testosterone. It's incredible in those matchups. And I, I mean, cannot wait to see how the Dodgers respond to their first game. Are the Snakes still playing like absolute madmen? Because we've... Trev, I, I know you've been researching. Like, it doesn't seem like Kershaw was tipping. It just seemed like the boys were bopping. I asked around. The response I got was no. I mean, I don't know. I don't He's got to go out and pitch another game, guys, in this series. Maybe. If the Dodgers want to win the series, more than likely, he's going to have to pitch another game. I kind of love that aspect of it because I believe it's going to be game five at home again. I believe. Is it, could it be game four? It could be four. I mean, he only he only threw he 35 be the pitches. He could throw tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he only threw 30 pitches, not even. I don't 35, know. 35, yeah. Uh, let's get to that chapter because, holy smokes, if the Snakes do it again, two games in Arizona – um, it's going to be an awesome night of baseball. Make sure you follow Trevor Plouffe on X. Uh, make sure you're live streaming with us. Uh, again, I, we're going live for the six. Who knows if we run it for the night game? I think we're going to do the recap at night anyway, so we'll, we'll get that out to you. Um, and uh, maybe tomorrow we get our first late inning. We just need a little late inning juice, Trev. What does that mean? We like haven't there had isn't, seven. Is there, oh, you want, like been a, a, you want like a you want like let's get like seven seven sweaty stuff. Yeah, seventh inning or later. We haven't had mm. a, we haven't had a lead change. Let me say this to Wayno too. There we I, go. All right. I don't know why I don't have beef you with you, Wayno. What? I actually really why like don't, you. Why don't all the pitchers all the pitchers listen up right now? Tell them, Trev. It's my thing to compliment guys and how good they look on a field. <laughs> and how big their legs are. That's my thing, and don't you be trying to steal that from me. Pablo Lopez does have a beautiful set of legs, and so does Ryan Jeffers, and don't you be trying to steal that from me. I like reading Trevor Plouffe's stuff. He's got a lot of good takes. Thank you, Ron. Pablo Lopez has the uniform figured out. Yeah. Dude, no, he's, he's... He thinks of stuff like that. The Johan Santana jersey Calculated. to the game in the wild Calculated. card. Calculated. Calculated. <laughs> He's the one that came up with the the fishing vest and the celebration for the twins. That's Pablo Lopez. He's that guy. I love him. He shaved his head because his brain is so powerful. I can't. I need to have this thing just open to the sun. That's not true. I made that up. That one's a rumor. <laughs> Trev beeps. Make sure you guys are subscribed to Talking Baseball. We're so close to 100K. Please subscribe to the YouTube. See you tomorrow night. Go watch baseball today with Trevor. Jig sucks. Jim's been making some of those breakdowns. I don't have beef with Wayno. So everyone knows. Because you know you take him up top. Not yet. Not yet. Crawford Box. I respect for Wayno and AJ for this. You are Kyle Farmer. He's always very nice to me. You are Kyle Farmer. I've been in the Crawford boxes. <laughs>